TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to a place of wellness and healing for both your body and mind. Get ready to live a happy, healthy, whole food life that totally rocks. You're listening to Shiny Healthy You, the straight-talking natural health show for busy women, with your host and naturopath, Jules Galloway. Today's guests are health and happiness bloggers, healthy recipe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very intro. Yes. <laughs> Don't edit that out, people. Keep going, oh. Jules. You got this. You got it. <laughs> we didn't even make it through ten seconds. All right, here we go. <laughs> Please keep it in. <laughs> Today's guests are health and happiness bloggers, healthy recipe creators, kick-ass podcasters, and real-life sisters. Their business is basically a real-life journal of their own search for health and happiness. From extreme exercise and weight loss to raw desserts and mindfulness, they've explored it all and done it all. Well-known for their amazing food, they recently just about broke the internet when they announced they were no longer going paleo. They're also known for doing epic introductions for their own podcast guests, so I hope I've done them justice. Please welcome to Shiny Healthy You, Carla and Emma Pappas, aka the Merrymaker Sisters. Yay! Yay! Oh my God! Awesome. I loved that introduction. Yes. I, we have never had one like that. No. We normally send a bio and people just read it word for word, and I loved that you just made your own one up. That was, was amazing. The best. That, I think that's the best intro we've ever had. Yes. Yay! <laughs> You rock, Jules. We love you. I'll and we're int- so excited. I'll totally intro you at the Wellness Summit. How's that sound? Yeah. Okay. Let's we'll do that. <laughs> Just keep that one. Woo. Now, I'll do a quick roll call so our listeners can try and tell you apart. Good luck. <laughs> Carla. That's me. Emma. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> okay, this you is me. Again. I'm <laughs> Emma. This is me. And I'm Carla. All right. I hope you've all got that out there. All right. So like many young women in Australia, you guys used to eat your way through a cycle of low-calorie stuff, you know, low-fat foods, artificial sweeteners, and a bit of weekend binging, if I'm correct. Yeah. Tell me all about that. Oh, gosh. You know, just thinking back to it, it's just like, whoa, brings back like really negative memories, like just like this cycle of being so stressed out Monday to like halfway through Friday of watching what we, what we both ate, weren't we? And we, you know, counting those calories, making sure we didn't eat too much, having like, you know, our celery sticks for our snack, our chicken and broccoli for lunch, chicken and vegetables for dinner. Oh my God. Rice crackers for a snack and like five strawberries for a snack. We were like, forever like counting our food and making sure it was this exact perfect amount not cooked in any fat whatsoever no no fat and then you know it was like if we had yogurt always be low fat yogurt the low fat milk on our morning Mm -hmm. cereal we were just so obsessed with like what we looked like and losing weight all we were all our mind were was obsessed with was the food we were eating and the over exercising we were doing we'd spend like two to three hours a day at the gym slogging away as well as being on this like 1200 calorie diet and then we'd get to the weekend and sometimes we'd just be like yes it's the weekend we can eat whatever we want and we just like eat until we literally would feel sick 
Like it was, and that was like every weekend. We called Friday Fat, Fat Friday. Friday, and it was like <laughs> we'd just eat pizza and get like lollies and M and M's. We'd get ice cream and we'd like smash up picnic bars and all the whatever chocolate bars, so and then mean. eat like a whole bucket of ice cream. It, it just and it was, feel absolutely yeah. terrible, not only in our bodies but in our heads for like three to five days. Yeah, so it, it, it wasn't just like you know, one hour we felt bad no. or sick. It was ongoing. It was like, I feel so guilty for that time that I just binged. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? And then we would starve ourselves, you know, for the next five days on that 1,200 calorie yeah. slogging away at the gym. And we managed to lose weight and get to, you know, the perfect weight that we wanted to get. Yeah. And we were both very unhappy, no energy. You know, we were both like messaging each other I remember and we'd be like I can't do anything I'm in bed by like 7 30 like it was just it was a ridiculous way to live ridiculous yeah. and it was like that point it would have been mid 2012 where we just kind of were like what the hell are we doing like there has to be a better way to live there ha- like we shouldn't feel tired at 7 30 at night like we shouldn't have to go to bed at 7 30 night we should be able to walk 200 meters across the road from our current desk jobs to go to the shops to get a like to get something from the shops we couldn't even do that we were just so physically tired mm. and exhausted all the time and that was when M discovered she had a gluten intolerance and we kind of tried to like look into that and we went down a google wormhole of just like googling and searching and that was when you had like a week of signs sent yeah. to you from the universe <laughs> yeah, i love that, a sign I, from the universe i know right <laughs> And I guess like that was like the sign was like to look into this paleo way of living. It was an email I got, a random email forward from Mark Sisson of Mark's Daily Apple. Then someone at work mentioned this paleo way of living and then also someone at the gym did as well. And it was all like, you know, in like within five days of each other and I was like, okay, what the heck is this paleo thing? And this was in like mid-2012 as Carl said and like it wasn't very mainstream in Australia back then. So we were like, whoa, this kind of makes sense, started eating that way and it was literally like four weeks later and we felt like new girls like more energy oh like clear skin like that happens like the weight loss like we were managing our weight but eating delicious nourishing foods yeah we just felt better yeah and the most amazing thing that happened to us was like that negative mindset that we were talking about that we literally were spiraling out of control with previously had gone like this huge weight off our shoulders was gone we weren't feeling guilty about past meals or anxious about what we were going to eat next it was just like this contentness of like we just eat we're just going to eat real food because we feel really good and like this just makes sense to us so we just like continue to do that and I guess that was what sparked everything to do with the Merrymaker sisters totally and you also uh at that point, what happened with the exercise? Because you were kind of overdoing it in the gym prior to all of yeah. that turnaround, weren't you? And and I think you even stopped getting your periods. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. So because we were did such it was like a it was a very like intense 12 weeks of like exercise and this diet and that was what kind of caused both of our periods to completely stop and mine didn't come back for two years and yours was the same or longer I think mine was longer than yours yeah and we we couldn't 
we couldn't believe it. And like at the start, which is so crazy to think, we were like, cool, we don't have our, we don't have to deal with it anymore. We don't have to deal with our periods. And then we were like, um, actually, what the actual flip? Our bodies are obviously not functioning properly. We're not healthy. So it was like really, a really scary time. So with our exercise, I guess. Yeah, I guess like the exercise thing, pro, we didn't really get the memo straight away. Mm. So we got the food thing, but then we kind of went down this CrossFit journey and we began over exercising with CrossFit. We love, I think because we, we both tend to have like these obsessive natures when it comes to exercise and food. And that was from like the past relationship with it. So we kind of like, it took us a while to get over that. So we discovered CrossFit and discovered an amazing community and we loved it. And we were doing it like five times a week, which was just too much for us, lifting ridiculous amounts of weights. And like that kind of, I think that that didn't help our period situation or, or exercise over exercising situation. So once we stopped that, we kind of went back, like we kind of went the other end and we just stopped exercising, which is weird. Like we did like maybe two walks a week. We just like, we were so almost afraid of like what to do. Like we were just like, we were so confused. We're like, why are we feeling good from this exercise? Like we don't know what to do. Like we were just like kind of a bit stuck when that happened. Mm. So we just decided to stop and give ourselves a rest. And you know what? Like maybe it wasn't the right thing to do. We could have probably included some yoga or or some like real like lightweight sort of stuff. But I think it was probably a really good thing that happened because it just caused us to just slow down and look at the bigger picture that it's not just about what we look like. Like we've got to think bigger. Like it's our health. It's our longevity. Like what are we doing? And we are about fun. So we want to make sure that everything we're doing every single day is like making us more joyful. So we hadn't found the exercise that did that yet. And it's been a big ongoing process. Now we kind of like now we're at a stage where we absolutely love like yoga and Pilates and hiking and walking. And we do that because we love it. It's not a chore. Whereas before it was like, I would dread going to the gym. I would dread working out. And I think if you can find something that you actually love to do, then that is what you should do. Don't listen to anything you read that, you know, this is the best for weight loss. This is the best for your body, like blah, 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 blah. Just do what you love and do more of that. And then you're obviously, it's going to become that easy habit and you're actually going to want to do it. And then I think it's also being like in tune with your body as well. So like, even if you love it, sometimes you need to slow down. So like, for example, people might love CrossFit, but that doesn't necessarily mean doing CrossFit five or six times a week is actually good for your body. So it's about balancing and and I guess like realizing that just because you love it doesn't actually mean you're going to be like supporting your health in the best way. So it's I think it's just all about awareness. Yeah. And that's one of the things I really love about you guys is you're like this real life experiment in motion where <laughs> ra- rather than looking in the mirror and looking at the scales, you were literally checking in to see how something made you feel when you decided whether you were going to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so and true. We can, like we do that with kind of everything, like not just like movement and food even, but like even the work we do like mm. every day, like if we're not enjoying something, we're like, mm. hang on a second, like why aren't we enjoying this? Like what what changed we enjoyed it yesterday or we enjoyed it last week like am I doing this a different way or can I do it a different way so I do enjoy it more so yeah I think that that is so 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 important in being aware in every situation same with relationships like is that relationship making you feel good are you enjoying spending time with that person and if not like what's up like what's going on and can you make a positive change 
Yeah, that's awesome advice. Um, so you started out as the Merrymaker Sisters. You went, yeah. you went paleo. Yeah. You became really, really well known very quickly for your delicious food. Now, <laughs> what were some of your go-to meals when you were just starting out? Yeah. Oh, oh what do we love? We like, and we do, as we said, we're like, we, we come in love with things and we just like do it so much. <laughs> Our go-to was definitely like nachos. Like we, oh, yeah. like, we thought that was the coolest <laughs> thing ever that you can make sweet potato chips with yeah. like delicious mints and it was like the best thing ever. Yeah. We were obsessed with that, weren't yeah. we? And we also got really obsessed with um our paleo bread that we made that it was like really the egg base. It's very egg based, yeah. but it's so yummy. And oh my gosh, I kind of am craving it right now. But um not me. We loved that. Yeah, not you. <laughs> Allergic to eggs. <laughs> Jules knows. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe it's because we ate too much of that bread. Probably. I mean, it's just such a good go-to snack. And what we would do is we'd like bake it up, then we'd like slice it up and put it in portions of like two, one or two or whatever, and then freeze it. I think like that's the like it's all about prepping and freezing because if we prep and don't freeze, we just eat it all. Like, because yeah. like I don't know, like that bread is just so delicious. And if you delicious. don't prep, then you don't have anything ready to go, and it's kind of like you find that excuse. It's like, oh well, I'm just gonna do this, or I'm I'm not, I won't even like. Sometimes it's like you just don't want to cook, so like you might re- like go for takeout or something not as healthy. So we always find that if we're prepped, then we're going to be. in a much better space to actually eat well. And I think another thing when we first started, we were all about the collie rice. Oh, yeah. How fun is that? I mean, when you first sort of begin paleo or like real food and swapping like rice to collie rice, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is the best. And I think when you first start, you're like, you feel like you're, it's the first time anyone's ever discovered it because it's the first time you've discovered it. So you read something, you're like, you can make rice out of cauliflower. Stop the press. This is the best thing that's ever happened in the whole entire world world so that's kind of like where that was our journey and it still is when we find cool new things and of course we can't go past like our sweet treats because we did have a bit of an obsessed stage where we like ate too many sweet treats and we also we wrote about that as well because there's like you can overdose on yeah. good food because even though it's good all the ingredients are good for you but you can't eat the whole cake yeah not so, the whole cake yeah so like we but we love them and we do have Plenty of favourites, like our salted caramel slice and stuff. And it's all about portions. Exactly. The freezing thing really works with sweet treats. I will definitely, definitely have to put a link to that salted caramel slice (laughs) in the show notes so that anyone out there who hasn't seen this, I don't know what rock you've been under exactly, (laughs) but these girls have a salted caramel slice that is just a bomb diggity. It really, really is. And then you did like a fructose-free version, then a something else version. You were like, not not content with just one salted caramel slice. No, no. We're going to do a range. We followed the traction, Jules. We were like, people want salted caramel. We listen to the people. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the hardest thing to give up and how did you deal with that? I think it's such a good question. I think for me, do you know, it's probably cereal. I just loved my morning bowl of cereal. That's and why we made so much granola. Yeah, the, yeah well, we the, at the start we ate a lot of granola and then we got sick of that. But, um, yeah, cereal with, like, milk, that – like, I grew up on that stuff. I mean, I'd have, like, two bowls a day. Mm-hmm. I'd have it for dinner sometimes. I'd have it, like, I was 18 and, you know, before you go out, I'd be like, oh, I won't eat dinner. I'll just eat a bowl of cereal. That's how healthy I was. But, um, yeah, so I think that's probably what I miss the most. Yeah, I think, like, during – 
the those 12 weeks we were talking about, we grew a very unhealthy obsession with Coke Zero. Oh, God, how could I forget yeah, about I that? I was surprised that you didn't think of I Coke Zero. I forgot about that. So we would drink up to three cans of Coke Zero a day. And, I mean, I'd go to bed with one next to me. It was oh, – it yeah. ju- it's disgusting. Like I think back to I'm like, how did I even do that? Like, But getting off that, like sparkling water with fresh lime and lemon really helped me. And that was so hard though because it was a habit. It was like I would have one when, you know, I got into work at 9.30. I'd go and get a can and then I'd have one at – at lunch and then I'd have them when I get home. It was know, just habit. And do you know what? That actually took a while to get off that because mm. we were eating paleo and like we was actually blogging and still drinking Coke Zero. Like it, that took a while yeah. to get off it. That was probably the hardest thing to stop. Definitely the Such hardest. Such an addiction. Yeah. Well, I had no idea about that one. Yeah, yeah. We have, we, we've been meaning to write about it yeah. for ages because so many people ask us about it and we're like, yeah, we were yeah. addicted and like, and there was like a process to like coming yeah. off it. I think like really it was, I mean, we started the site end of 2012 mm-hmm. and it probably, I think it, it, it was January, like New Year's. I think it was a New Year's resolution. Yeah. So I think it was probably two months we'd started Merrymakers. We were still drinking it and we were like, geez, like, like we want this Merrymaker thing to work. Like we need to like, you know, live, live our truth. Yeah. Like this is, we don't, we don't condone this. We don't tell other people to drink this. We need to stop it. So I think it was like um, December 31st was our last glass yeah. of Coke. Zero. And also we were reading so much about oh my how gosh, bad the it was and, and stuff. So we got freaked out and we were just like, wow, this is like really unhealthy. What are we doing? And yes, yeah, we stopped that. Yeah. Good move. Good move. Yeah. So then after killing it in the paleo scene, like yeah. to- like totally killing it in the paleo scene. <laughs> you suddenly announced that you're giving the P word the flick. <laughs> so funny. What? Like, uh, when people talk when we like get asked about it, like it was so sudden. And like I totally get like how it seemed sudden, like in the online world, but like in our own personal journey, it was just it just seemed so like such a, a normal transition because you know, previously to that blog post going live. Emma and I were eating, like we went 100% paleo. Like we'd have corn chips every now and then. We'd have white rice with sushi every now and then. And we were like, yeah, like this is cool. Like we feel really good from this. And then we were like. And just quietly, cocktails aren't paleo, girls. Oh, exactly. And cocktails. <laughs> so we were like, what? Cocktails aren't paleo? <laughs> so, we, so we were like, we need to share this with everyone else. Surely there's other people who might resonate or maybe like. We just kind of wanted it to be like a less stress zone in all ways possible within our whole entire life. And paleo was, it served such a good purpose for us. It was the best reset we could have done. It really kickstarted everything for us. But we kind of went back in like a few steps in that obsessive mindset and that we were like, no, we must eat this way. And this is on the no list. And even though like, you know, like chickpeas or like a little bit of dairy here and there, no, like we were really strict and that just didn't feel right. Yeah. And I think um, like we started reading more about intuitive eating and more like bio-individuality and like checking in with yourself. So we realized that like sometimes different foods might be okay with individuals and then other foods might not. So like I have dairy every now and again because it's yum and like I feel good after it whereas Carla feels 
terrible after it, so she just won't eat it. Yeah, so that, that was kind of how we were living for like probably six months prior to publishing that blog post. So we were like, we need to share this yeah. out with the world. It was, it was a five-minute, I think you, I wrote, you wrote it. Emma so, wrote it in five minutes. She was like, I'm going to write it because we were talking about it, it for so long. And then I was like, yeah, I think we're good to go. We hit publish, and I'm pretty sure we went to yoga like straight afterwards because we didn't think anything of it. <laughs> I, pub- I published it to Facebook. I was like, hey, guys, been meaning to share this one for a while. And then we like, I don't know what happened. We got out of the yoga class and I was like, holy shh. You can say it. Yeah, you can say it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and the feedback we got from it was so freaking awesome because it was people who were like, thank you for saying this. This is how I feel. I feel like I can, like, I feel like less stressed. And like, that was the, the core message of the post was like, let's all just be kind to ourselves feed ourselves good food and not put any labels or just not be freaked out by real food that is still good for us. So we were just like really happy that we shared that. And then, I mean, it got picked up by the media, which we were like, oh gosh, now what? (laughs) But um, it was all good. It was all positive that came from it. And we just feel like we've been able to kind of expand on everything we talk about even more now. Yeah, I guess because like we really wanted to open up what we were sort of talking about on our side and like bring in our podcast. So it was just like a great sort of launch pad for us to expand what we actually do within the Merrymakers. And what we believe in. Yeah. Like because it's not just about food and movement for us that creates health and happiness. Like we totally believe that, you know, the relationships and that your mindset and, you know, how you feel your day can dramatically impact your health and happiness. Yeah, and I'm totally stoked that you guys kept it real in that way as well because, I mean, you, you've you hung out at conferences, I've hung out at conferences with other healthy people and, you know, we, we know lots of other people in that sort of healthy food blogger scene and, you know, it's there's something to be said for keeping it real and admitting what you do that's not 100% perfect yeah, because exactly. otherwise like you're really just pretending and then there's that exactly. sort of element of hypocrisy that yeah. if you're pretending that you don't eat a rice cracker or a corn chip every now and again mm-hmm. then you know the people who read your stuff are going to assume that that that's what you do that's how you live yeah. so it's like you have to give other people permission to be less than 100% perfect as well exactly. totally I mean it was it kind of just felt like this almost relief when we posted it it was like oh like that's been like a bit of a block for us like because we didn't like we kind of forgot that we had to tell the people tell our community and we're like (laughs) oh that feels better now we just didn't realize that That like what like yeah needed to happen it was funny I had the same thing recently where I posted a picture of myself in my short wetsuit with my legs out and it was actually a relief because for months and months I'd been stressing about the fact that here I am like this health and well-being practitioner who, you know, my thighs are a little bit bigger than what I'd like them to be. Yeah. And then I posted that picture and you're right, it just feels like a relief. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, they're my thighs. Okay, yeah. now, now we saw- can all get on with it. I read that post. Amazing thighs, and, by the yeah, way. I read that post <laughs> and I was like, go Jules, like I freaking love this woman. And it's so important for us, I think, as well, to put this stuff out there because we're not all super thin people who, like, can eat whatever they want and just, like, look like that. I mean, like, what percent of people are actually like that? Mm. So, like, I think it's exciting that, like, we can all, like, put this stuff out there and be proud of it. And be 100% ourselves. Yeah. 
And it's like freaking hell. Like who said a thigh gap was even attractive? Like, I don't know. Like, look, naturally thigh gap, awesome. That's your body. But if it's not natural, like let's move on and be proud of our bodies just how they are because this is the only body we're going to each have. I know. gotta love it. <laughs> I know. And, you know, there's someone out there for everyone. There's, there's, you know, people out there who like no thigh gap. There's people exactly. out there. Like my husband is definitely on team thigh gap, uh, no thigh gap, I should say. He's, um, he's, he's team thigh cleavage, I think is the hashtag that people are using. <laughs> that is epic. I love it. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> but it, it is, it's one of those funny things. Like I don't, like body image is just such, a big thing especially like with men as well but especially with women with like the media and especially social media where like you're you find yourself comparing yourself to other people and it's like man like let's just like give ourselves a break and be happy with what we are now and just like less stress like let's just nourish our bodies with good exercise and good food and good people and just enjoy life yeah I think as soon when whenever I don't know when we read it, but when we read like comparison is the thief of joy, yeah. we were like, oh my gosh, it's so true. Like when you sit there comparing yourself or you're like, oh, like they're doing really well. Like, oh, like I'm not, like I'm not doing as good in that. It's like, whoa, like who who gives a crap? Like just be happy with what you have and what you're doing and just like focus on you because like no one really is giving a damn about what you're doing anyway because they're so worried about what they're doing. So like that's kind of like how we got through that sort of stage in our lives yeah and I think that's across the board I mean I know even in yoga class like yeah the, the teacher yeah. always says don't look at what the person next to you is doing but you can't help it can you you go I know. They, they've got a better down face dog than I have look their yeah. feet are nearly on the ground blah blah blah, blah. And, then, and then it starts doesn't it yeah yeah oh you're like oh my gosh they're so flexible like they yeah like I I did it two days ago I was in the yoga in oh the Pilates God. class and the instructor was like okay legs wide like we'll sing down we're just doing a last stretch and you know when you like bend forward yeah. between your legs and she was flat to the ground and I was like holy shit <laughs> I was like I can't do that but I was kind of like giggling and then I was just like yeah. oh my gosh look at this instructor look at her go yeah but and I, I think that's what it is about it's like we let's all celebrate other people's amazingness yes. and celebrate our own amazingness yeah, totally like we're all we all have different qualities and like that's what makes well the world good doesn't it we're all unique so it's a good thing yeah absolutely now tell me guys what do you think are some of the biggest obstacles when Mm. people are starting out on this path I mean you guys have done it all you've done the food you've done the health you've done the happiness you've you've done so much work on yourselves uh what can you say to people who are feeling a little Mm. bit overwhelmed I mean, like, there's going to be a few things that come up. I think with us, there were a few, like, little struggles and challenges along the way. One of them was what other people say to you while you, when you're changing your lifestyle. So it's kind of like that um, interrogation where, like, it might be like loved ones don't really understand why you're changing the way you're living. So they're not on your side. So they'll be like, why won't you eat these deep fried chips? Here, just have one. Like it's celebration night, rah, rah, rah. So they kind of like peer pressure you. And I think like that is a, it's a really big challenge because you're kind of like, I don't want to offend this person, but I don't want to eat that food, but I feel really pressured. So it's kind of like this internal dialogue and like this struggle. And like, I clearly remember it. And it was like, I had to actually like stop seeing people that just weren't supportive of my journey. So I think number one is like, 
get your crew, like get a great support network. If you don't have a real life support network, seek it online. I mean, like listen to this podcast, like go on to blogs and read the content, find your people. And when you have like those moments of low or like struggles, you can like reach out to them and they'll just pull you back up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think another obstacle is like not being hard on yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is a journey and that's that, you know, that's what it is. It's not like we ever get to a certain destination because when we do get to that destination, we normally want to be somewhere else anyway. So we've got to enjoy the parts that are in between all of the destinations. So I think it's all about enjoying the journey of figuring out what is your perfect way of living because it's not going to be exactly the same as anyone else's. And I think that's the kind of joy in it is that it's this big experiment, this big exploration phase that's never going to really end because it changes all the time anyway. So just embrace that, embrace the change, embrace the journey. And I think then like if I had known that like at the beginning that I, mm. there wasn't like this one way of doing it right, I would have been able to just like enjoy so much more years and like months and so much more time. So I think that's really important. Yeah, good one. And I think where you guys were really lucky is you had a built-in sister best friend buddy. Yeah, yeah we did. Right there with you. And, I know. And not just to encourage each other but to hold each other accountable with stuff. Yeah. Would that be right? Yeah, totally. we always say that like with not just like our food or our health journey but every part of life. Like the one thing we always say that we're truly lucky to have is each other because like without each other like we wouldn't have to be doing whatever we're doing right now. So – Getting an accountability buddy or somebody else who's doing a similar thing, be going on a similar journey, that is going to help you so much. And like, you can totally seek them out. Like, if you put it out there that you're looking for someone that what you're doing, if you share it on your personal Facebook saying, I'm doing this, like, this is my goal, like, you put it out into the world, like, you'll attract someone back in who like wants to either help or be involved somehow. I have no doubt about it. Yeah, I have a business mastermind set up that's amazing. It's just uh, four women who've got four different businesses and we meet once a week. We have a conference call every, you know, once a week on a particular morning mm-hmm. and we hold each other accountable for stuff. So each, That's awesome. Yeah, each week we put down our goals, we say what we're going to get done and then the following week the first thing we do is check in and see if we mm-hmm. all hit those goals and we know that, you know, we're not we're not mean to each other but we definitely hold each other accountable in, in a really loving way. And so you could do that in, in a health sense with a couple of close friends too, couldn't you? Totally. I think that like we say that all the time, like across like all of our social media or in our blog posts, like it is, it's about getting that support network there ready to support you, being on that similar journey, swapping recipes, even like doing big cook-ups together. I mean, that's so much fun. Meal prep can seem like such a task, but we say have meal prep parties, like cook together one big meal each and then like separate it into however many people you have and then you have like a whole different set of meals for the week that's like such a fun idea yeah and I think like that again like bringing joy into it like when you have like friends going along with you like it just makes it more fun which makes it more easy totally love it bring the joy bring the joy yes hell yeah (laughs) now girls I recently noticed that you're starting to get 
for want of a better term, a little bit woo-woo. I've seen a few cards and crystals <laughs> creeping in here and some affirmations there. You know, that, that hasn't gone unnoticed. That's, that's um, so funny. <laughs> can you tell me what sort of imp- impact that uh, this mindfulness, yeah. the spirituality, and even there seems to be a little bit of honouring that sacred feminine part of yourselves. How much yeah. impact that it's, had on your lives? Well, I, it's so funny. Like, it's, again, like it's kind of – it was kind of part of our journey from the very, yeah. very beginning. Like, of like I got gifted a pack of angel cards, I think, for my – must have been like it was 2014, I think 2014. Yeah, two years ago. And I got gifted this angel card and I was like, oh my God, like what is this angel card? Because we have to death? tell you the story, Jules, that Carl got gifted these cards and then the first time we used them, like we both like just picked a card each ourselves. So Carl and did it, so it like, first. So like I shuffled them and I was like asking, I was like, what do I need to know? Because my friend taught me like how to do it. And I picked like entrepreneur and I was like, oh, what? wow. I was like, I was like, heck yeah, that's amazing. And so then I gave the deck of cards to Emma and she like, she cleansed them and then she shuffled them. And she picked the exact same card. Oh, my God. Do and you guys it, do everything together? I don't know. Yeah, we do. <laughs> no, not, not everything. everything. Um, but um, <laughs> we were just like, oh, my gosh. I think like that moment was kind of like, oh, maybe there's something to this. Like maybe there's like maybe there are signs out yeah. there that are showing us the right way. Yeah, and then we also got really influenced by people like Wayne Dyer and, I mean, Louise Hay and that was Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell. I mean, like they, those three especially were like, Oh, like such a major part of us like pursuing merrymakers full time. I mean, like the term follow your bliss, like that changed our lives because we realized, okay, what we're doing is our bliss. We need to focus our energy on it. And then Louise Hay with her affirmations and like her just like general way of living, like that really helped us with our body image issues and just like believing in ourselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And And I mean, that's been part, like we have chosen to share that all throughout our merrymaker journey on our Instagram account. Like we share one, like a a positive quote every single night. And it's kind of like, it's like a ritual that we have. And we just, we share whatever we're kind of feeling for that day. And it's so interesting to see like who resonates with it and maybe something similar is happening in someone else's life. And we just have loved doing that. And Wayne Dyer. Oh my gosh. Like his books and like there's that one documentary, The Shift. Shift. I mean, like it just was like, oh, this makes so much sense. And like, I mean, it just, it it completely shook up the way we thought about everything, like this spiritual stuff. Like, and this, I guess it was just like, we were always in this like scarcity mindset and like, you know, thinking what's the worst that's going to happen. And these documentaries and these people and these books, they just turned it upside down for us. And we just, like, that was when we started practicing gratitude as well. And we just saw everything change. Like, it was food first and like the way we moved and like, creating like adding more bliss and more passion to our day but then it was like this change in mindset and adding gratitude that really just like kind of launched us to where we are now I think and like so many mindset lessons that we learned like I like of switches of like these habits that we'd created in our heads that we told ourselves like even like the whole like you are not what people think of you like that like that one little thing when you know when you start to worry oh I wonder what they're thinking about me oh blah blah and then when you have that switch where you're just like actually I'm not what people think of me and it doesn't matter it kind of makes life so much more enjoyable I think we went from living in this like I just got to get through my day I just got to get through my day in this like really fast-paced stressed out mode to like kind of 
the opposite to enjoying every single step, even the hard times, enjoying that, even checking the emails, enjoying that, writing back to every single email with love and just being so grateful for every single moment. Like spirituality has been like a huge part of our journey and continues to be. And we just continue to explore it. And we just find it fascinating. Like what, like we find it fascinating learning from other people and trying it out and seeing if it works with us. I mean, also we're big on like following our intuition and listening to like that gut feeling and like we're probably interesting because sometimes we don't listen to it and when like we don't listen to it then like and something like crap happens we're like oh why didn't we listen <laughs> like like damn it like we knew this was gonna happen like we knew but we just ne- we didn't listen to it so I think like that's that's kind of interesting and yeah the crystals and stuff we I think they're just so pretty and then when I read about them I'm like oh my gosh they're magical like these things are magical <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. And I love how wise you guys are for the age that you are. Like you guys, I can't wait to see where you're at. I want to check in with you guys like, you know, one year, five years, 10 years from now and just see where you're at because you've just gone in such leaps and bounds over the last few years. It's really, really exciting to see. Thanks, Jules. We'll come back on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be so much fun. Now, before you go, you guys have got a new membership site out called the Merrymaker Club. It's chock full of really cool stuff. I hear you've got some really nice experts on there too. Oh, yeah, we do. One of my name, Jules Galloway. Yeah, one of our favourites is Jules. Yeah, Merrymaker Club is the coolest place ever. Like we just realised that we needed a place to be able to kind of like reach our people at at a closer level, like not just blogging and not just on Instagram like we wanted to get to know them and people wanted to get to know us too so we've kind of like put like meal plans and exclusive recipes mentors like yourself and also modules and things like that and it's it's just so much fun in there as well as the supportive community which is totally the goal like you know when we talk about like finding an accountability buddy or finding someone on your side like that was kind of the goal of Merrymaker Club because we were like people are missing this like people don't have it they don't have it available like a sister so mm. we were kind of like yeah that's we're going to do that we're going to create it so we did yep that's what I love you just go that's what we need we'll just go build it and then <laughs> yeah <laughs> so girls where else can people find you I, I i know that you've got an awesome kick-ass website with lots of recipes you're also on uh facebook insta and good old snapchat oh we yeah snapchat. yeah so we're over at the merrymakersisters.com so that's where you'll find everything and then the merrymaker sisters on instagram and facebook but the best place to see exactly what we're like is definitely Snapchat and that is the MM Sisters because the Merrymaker Sisters didn't fit. Um, but, yeah, we'd love to see you on there because that's our fave and it's just so much fun. Yeah, so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> I was just laughing at you, Carla, because you were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I didn't even realise I did that. Shh, <laughs> I could have pretended it was you. (laughs) Everybody join Snapchat just so that you can see these girls on there because this is what you're really like on there. Yeah, weird. (laughs) Such weirdos. So weird. Embrace your weird. (laughs) It reminds me of that. Have you seen the movie Patch Adams? Yeah. You know that part towards the end where he gets pulled in for excessive happiness? (laughs) 
I can't even I can't remember, remember that. Yeah, it's can't. it's when Patch gets in trouble and like you know gets in, he has to go before that board. I think there's well, a medical yeah, board, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they actually list you, you know a whole list of all the things that he's done wrong. And in there was excessive happiness. And I was it, like, no, mm-hmm. that's something we should all be aiming for. Yeah, I have a story about that. Like I was told when in year eight when I was bullied that I should not be so happy around the bully because that's why she's bullying me. Like I. She got in trouble. I got, like I got in trouble from a teacher for being so happy. Oh my god! Yeah. So like that's yeah, yeah. That when you told me that, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, and I yeah. think like it's actually been a thing that we've both dealt with like for a long time. Like I remember like people telling me to be quiet when I was laughing because I laugh so bloody loud. Yeah. It's just like it's a strange thing to hide your happiness. So everyone be happy. Yeah. Everyone, and then it gives people permission to be happy yeah. around you, and I think that's the best thing. Like just like sharing your joy yeah. with others. Like, like when like- I hear Carla's dorky laugh, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> that's it. Oh, Mer- Marys don't give a shit. Be like the Marys. All right. <laughs> We definitely don't. (laughs) I love it. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today. I really, really enjoyed it. I always love speaking to you guys and let's do it again soon. Yay. Yay. Thanks, Thanks, Jules. Bye. Oh, my goodness. How awesome was that episode with Emma and Carla Pappas, the Merrymaker Sisters. It was so much fun to record. They're so bright and bubbly, so I hope you love them too. Now, if you're after some recipes to help get you started on your health journey, make sure that you head over to julesgalloway.com. You'll see on the right-hand side there, there's a little spot where you can grab your free recipe mini ebook, and that's got some really great simple meals to get you started. Also, if you're looking for something a little more to help you out, then also check out my 12-week program called Fatigue to Fabulous. It's over at shinyhealthyyou.com. And if you liked this podcast, then please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. I will send you a massive, big, squishy, squishy hug across the interwebs in return. And also while you're there, hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode because we've got some sensational guests coming up very, very soon. I hope you have a wonderful week. Stay shiny and bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.